Welcome to the Maximum Ballplayers Podcast, brought to you by Max BP, with your host, Ross Lilly. Uh, this All is right. Coach Ross here with, with Max BP. I have a special guest, Mr. Hunter Pence. Uh, he's been a Houston Astro, a Philadelphia Philly, a San Francisco Giant, a Texas Ranger, and now a giant again. Hunter, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, glad to be here and uh, very fortunate to get to play for such great organizations, that's for sure. Awesome. Hey, thanks, Hunter. So growing up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, tell us, what was your childhood like and how were you introduced to baseball? Um, you know, actually, uh, it was it was normal, nothing special. Um, you know, my dad he was kind of a guy that just, he didn't know anything about baseball. And, you know, me and I had an older brother. We were really close. He was about four years older than me. And, uh, you know, we played all the sports and, you know, we were very competitive kids and obviously being four years younger, I lost a lot, but, uh, I was fiery and really baseball was just something that we both loved and we fell in love with the game and, and really pursued it, uh, basically throughout our whole lives. So, really simple. It was hot. I uh, moved around quite a bit actually when I was younger. So I went to all sorts of different, I think I went to like 11 ish schools before I graduated high school. And, wow. but it was all in like the Dallas Fort Worth area. Nice. So was baseball your first love or was it football or was it basketball? Uh, what, what was, you know, what other sports did you play growing up? Um, I played hockey Soccer might've been the one I liked the most at a very, very young age. And then I think nice. by the time I hit eight or nine, when, when there was like kid pitch, it transitioned to baseball. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I just, I quit playing soccer at about 10 and really just basketball, football, baseball track, and a little bit of hockey when I was real young and also roller hockey, we would do like in the streets and stuff. So we just played everything to be honest. It wasn't <laughs> like it is today where everyone specializes immediately. And, and from the time you were a kid up, you know, up until modern day, what, what we all see uh, throughout your professional career, have you always played with your hair on fire? <laughs> I think so. Uh, I played every game with my hair on fire and, um, you know, it's just kind of a bit of who I am. And once again, I think it was a blessing that my dad didn't know anything about baseball. So I had to figure it out on my own and it kind of kept my, my quirky ways and, and, and allowed my athleticism to shine through all of that. So, uh, yeah, I don't think I ever did anything quite orthodox. I don't know why, but uh, I, I, seen, I, I found a way to be pretty decent at everything I played. I'm having visions of the time you managed to hit the ball three times in one swing in a huge at-bat against the St. Louis Cardinals in 2012. I think only yeah. Hunter Pence could manage to do that. I mean, uh, who knows uh, the the powers that be uh, taking care of me there, but swing hard in case you hit it or in case it hits you bat three times. That's right. I love it. I love it. So growing up in in Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, did you have a key baseball influence in your life? Um, You know, a a youth coach, was it your father? Who was the person that, that you kind of grew to love the game with? You know, I have a lot of people to thank. Um, obviously, my dad's a, a big part of it. But main, my brother was probably my, 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 be, my best coach and my best teammate throughout all of my career. Um, and not only him, you know, because he was kind of doing the path before me. And 
you know, there wasn't as much information back, back then. There wasn't that many people on the internet. There was no MLB network. There was no YouTube. And he would get the information from college and pass it down to me when I was in high school and the information, you know, he played a few seasons in the minors. He passed that down. So he, he was always coaching me the whole way up. And, uh, you know, and, and even all the way through my big league career, um, he always, you know, just really encouraged me. He was the best older brother you could ever ask for. And I also had another guy, uh, Don Warner, who, when I was in high school, he was a minor league coach with the Padres, played a long time in the minors, maybe had a cup of coffee in the big leagues. But um, he would come every day after school. I didn't have a car, so I would just stay at the school until my dad got off work, which was like 5.30, 6-ish, and we would just practice. We'd have practice every day after school, and he'd come up and hit us grounders, throw us BP, and, and taught me uh, a lot of great things about the game of baseball. Wow, awesome. Hey, I feel you on, on the older brother thing. I got a couple older brothers myself, and – Growing up trying to, to beat your older brother, that, that's kind of the first step. If you can beat your older brother, like you said, four years difference between the two of you, right? Yeah. If you can beat your older yeah. brother, then you know you're on to something. So I'm, yeah. tell me he about would, the first He would always – oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. Uh, I was going to say, tell me about the first time you ever beat your older brother, and what was that like? So I can't really remember anything like that. I never really beat him outright. Um, when we were younger, like we would always find, he'd find a way to handicap himself, like where he would have to hit left-handed or throw left-handed or, and, and honestly, uh, I had a very nice older brother and he said, you know, like sometimes, you know, like in certain games, just to make sure that I'd keep playing. So I wouldn't get too frustrated. He'd let me get a big lead and try to make a comeback. And then randomly I would, I would win one when he didn't mean for me to, but you know, he, we always made it interesting. We definitely, we, we would fight a few times when I think we'd play one-on-one basketball, no stuffs. And then, you know, <laughs> something would happen where he would finally stuff me and we'd get into, we, I'd get all mad at him or whatever the case may be. But um, yeah, he, he definitely beat me most every single time, but it uh, didn't stop me from, from trying to beat him and, and enjoying the competitiveness. And what's funny though, is I was always better than him at video games. And so he would just quit when I got better than him at that. So, but any physical sport, he just whooped me. He whooped you. Perhaps that explains the hair on fire. You, you had to (laughs) go all out to beat your older brother. Maybe that's it. Who knows? That's awesome. Uh, Okay. At any point when you were, uh, you know, you developed this love for baseball and you had a talent for the game. Did you ever become discouraged or contemplate hanging up the spikes and, and tell, tell us what would, you tell other aspiring ball players who are faced with that same predicament. You know, um, I think it's just like a matter of, of how you feel on the inside, you know, like um, I think I just kind of knew myself and I made a decision, you know, when I was, I think it was after my junior year, I was like, what do I want to do in life? You know, it's kind of going into your senior year, trying to figure it out. And I was like, I don't know professionally what I want, but I really love baseball and I'd like to play baseball as long as I could. I don't know how far I can go, but I made a decision after my junior year that I was going to do everything I could to play baseball as long as I could. And I kind of like made that like baseball lifer decision at 17. And, um, so I just started training to, you know, maybe make it to college. And, you know, I, I, and when I was in college, I was trying to just be the best baseball player I could do all my schoolwork and just like, I'm going to train and work and be as good as I can to play as long as I can. And, 
fortunately was, was drafted. And when I got there, I was like, all right, well, you know, I don't know if I'm going to make it to the majors, but you know, I'm going to do everything I can to be the best player here. It's a lot easier now because there's no schoolwork and just, it's a, it was my full-time job. And honestly, right. like people say you're a hard worker, but I genuinely loved it and enjoyed it. And I, it was just like a, a decision that I've made. And even with regards to last year, like I could have easily like been done and, you know, I've, I've had a great career, but I was like, you know what? I still feel good. I still love it. So I'm going to continue to train and I don't know if I'm going to get on with the team, but uh, I'm going to see if I can learn this new swing, reinvent myself and went to the Dominican, had a blast over there, learning uh, that culture and that league and working on my swing and it paid off last year. And here I am still, still going. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Just yeah. yeah why not play another year? I can retire and then end up being a starter in the American league all-star game as a DH. In your hometown. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, quite a, a, <laughs> that worked a, a out phenomenal well, ride. Well, yeah, it worked out in, incredible, and I met some just amazing people. And, you know, um, uh, that was just, I, I couldn't believe it. I was overcome with appreciation. And, you know, even, you know, I had some injuries towards the end, which made it a little bit sad, but also great uh, at the same time. And, you know, yeah. ended up healing from that. And I learned so much about my swing. Now I get another opportunity to come back and play with the giants again. Uh, this yep. year, that opportunity just presented itself right in the last month and, uh, of the off season. And obviously this year has been, been wild, but, um, you know, these things happen. And, and for me, it's, it's all about like just controlling what you can control, you know, getting informed on, on the COVID doing everything that I feel is the, the right action to, you know, take care of the community to, you know, be healthy and, 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 and safe and smart for, for others, not just myself. So, um, you right. know, and that's just the way I look at it is just control what I can control. Yep. So kind of going back to, uh, you know, when you were a junior in high school, you decided to go full bore as a, as a baseball player. That was your plan. Uh, you went undrafted out of high school to a 40th round pick in 2002 to a second round pick in 2004 how did you evolve as a ball player in those three years? You know, um, just, yeah, it's just continual growth. And I think, you know, I was lifting weights and eating food and eating food and I just never really could put on any weight. And I don't know if weight necessarily was what was needed or if it was just, you know, continuing to hit and continue to develop and just add a few years of age and get a little stronger. Um, but really I think that was it, maybe more exposure because I was at a D one school versus a junior college. Uh, but I was a very skinny, you know, I was maybe 180 pounds at, at, uh, I think, uh, where was I at Texarkana, but then at UT Arlington, I ended up getting maybe up to one or 200 ish. And, uh, you know, so I think I was just getting stronger, getting bigger and getting more exposure. And, um, you know, being a student of the game, you know, I, I just played hard and, Fortunately, some things worked out. Yeah. Things worked out to the point that on April 28, 2007, you make your major league debut as a member of the Houston Astros. You went one for three with a single, and you reached base another time when Dave Bush hit you with a pitch. What was going through your head on that day, and was there anybody special in attendance to watch your debut? Man, um, I'm pretty sure all my family was there. So obviously my, I'm not sure if my brother was there or not. I don't really remember. It's so long ago, um, to be honest, the, the emotions yeah. that I really remember is, is just when Jackie Moore, when I was in AAA, uh, you know, I thought I had no chance of getting called up. So I was just, you know, doing my thing in AAA and, 
uh, after a game we had just lost, I was in the hole getting ready to come up. So I was super sad. And he got the biggest smile. He turned and shook my hand and he said, congratulations, son, you're going to the big leagues. And, uh, I think in that moment, uh, like all of the work from, you know, from that you know point when my junior year, I did some crazy things like where we'd get back from bus rides in summer leagues at two in the morning and I'd go and lift weights and just all, and all of my brother's help and all my hitting in the, in high school with Don Warner and just all the people that helped me. And like, you just, I just kind of had like this weird moment of twilight zone where I flashed through like all of the stuff that I did and it felt like the dream coming true and getting to call my dad and yeah. my mom and my brother and tell them, you know, um, going to the big leagues. And, you know, the next day was like, at that moment was the big moment. The next day it was like this rush of like getting to the, getting there, dealing with questions and then just playing a game. I couldn't even really think straight as that was going on. So, um, I was just walking on cloud nine and, you know, happy at the end of the day that we won the game and, and, and that was it. But, um, yeah, that's about all I can remember from that. Yeah. Wow. What a ride. I'm sure that those 24 hours or so must have been insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good feeling. It definitely, it's like a, you know, just a tremendous dream come true and, 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 a, yeah. you know, an accomplishment that, uh, you just, it's hard to, hard to really put into words. Yeah. Appreciation. Yeah. And, and you talk about all those hours and, and you said, you know, getting back at two in the morning and lifting more weight. So, and then that reminds me of another comment you made, which was, I never felt like a job. It was something you loved and you, you bought into it a hundred percent. So I imagine you never stopped training. You never stopped thinking baseball. And, and is that what, is that how you uh, ended up going from undrafted to a second round pick? You think you just lived it, breathed it and you know, it, it became yeah, your I, reality. I think, I mean, I don't, who knows? Like, I, it's tough to say exactly, but I do know that it was like all day, every day. Like, that's what I wanted to do. It wasn't like, right. you know, I was like, man, like I got to go hit or I got to go lift. Uh, it was like, I was having fun preparing this. Like any, any free time was like, how can I be getting better at baseball? And, right. um, it was, it was just, a, and, and it wasn't, and it wasn't like I, at that time, I don't remember ever being tired. I was just like excited to do it and enjoying it. So it was always just fun for me. Yeah. And I was enthusi- enthusiastic and, and, uh, you know, doing, it was just all self-motivation. Like I just wanted it. I didn't have to like motivate myself. I just had it. I, it was just there. Never work a day in your life. As they say. Exactly. That's what they say. <laughs> So whether it be rallying your teammates with a riveting speech, crashing into the outfield wall to make a catch, or going all out on the base pass, you've built a reputation to be a high-energy player. What is the importance of bringing it every time you step onto the diamond? Yeah, I, I mean, the, to me, it's if you love the game, uh, you, you, you study the game, and you study yourself. And honestly, I feel like you're learning to master yourself through the game, because no matter how much preparing you do, no matter how much you work, no matter what, you're never guaranteed to succeed. And the, at the end of the day, I find you got to find what you find that is success. And to me, success is, did I do the preparation? Did I control all the controllables and, and playing hard is something that I've considered that I can control and, and having an added, a good attitude and playing with enthusiasm and do I always get it right? You know, sometimes I have a bad attitude towards whatever, like maybe it's an umpire or maybe it's, 
you know, something didn't go my way. Uh, but I tried to reflect and grow and be better the next time. And so, you know, through 14 years, I think it's taught me so many soul lessons about myself. Um, I've had, you know, the happy times and I've had the sad times, the injuries and the health and the triumphs and all of them, I wouldn't trade for the world because they all have shaped who I am and have taught me valuable, valuable lessons of life. So, um, to me, control what you can control is, is, and going hard is one of them. Yep. I like that. And, and face adversity head on, it sounds like. Yeah. You know, don't get into the woe is me and complaining. And, uh, and, and by the way, I've gotten into that and uh, felt bad and whatever, but you know, it's, it's how do you respond and how can you come back? And uh, you know, what, what is, you know, moving forward what can I do to improve myself and forgive myself for the mistakes that I make and, you know, if I did prepare, if I did do all my work, if I did go hard, continue to have a good attitude. Um, I find at the end of those days, you feel very fulfilled, win, lose, or draw, and, uh, you know, continuing to strive to, to get better. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Hunter, we hit on this a little bit earlier about your year at the Rangers in 2019. Uh, you're one of those rare guys, you know, what was it like playing for your hometown team? Uh, and earning a start in the all-star game and you played your high school baseball at Arlington high school, your college ball at university of Texas, Arlington, and then you end up on the Rangers who play in Arlington. What, what was that like? There's definitely a lot of trips down memory lane. And, uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was fascinating. Cause I remember, you know, being there when they built that ballpark and it being the last year of the stadium and just so many memories of, you know, of all of it and, you know, the sounds. And uh, I definitely didn't think it was going to be as, um, I don't know what the word is, nostalgic to me as it was, but it really, you know, because like playing every day and I've I'd gotten to play there as a visitor uh, and there's just something different about it when you get to live in the city and you get to play for the team and you just remember driving by the stadium, dreaming about what it's like for the players that play there and then to put, you know, yeah. to to, to, to suit up every day. Um, I just really felt like I visited young Hunter a lot and had a lot of memories. Oh, I remember when this happened, I remember being here and I was like, wow. And it was just like this weird twilight zone feel, but absolutely you, just, you think uh, that, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, nothing. That's, that's fine. Uh, um, I was just going to say, do you feel like that contributed to you having such an amazing first half? before uh, the injury? You know, I don't know. It, it definitely, I mean, it's definitely inspiring. Uh, I think there's, you know, I got to give a lot of thanks to Doug Lotta, um, you know, and, you know, winter baseball, the, the, the Toros, the Dominican League. Uh, also, all of the hitting staff, you know, Luis Ortiz and Alex Berg and Kelix, Kalix Krabby, uh, all these guys put so much work into in there with me in the cages. And I really went into the school of hitting and learned hitting in a whole new way where I, I felt like I wasn't even, my bats weren't even the same as they ever were before. Like I, I was like, I was having a completely playing a completely different game, even though it was the same game. And um, I think that that had a lot to do with it. Just kind of knowing my craft a lot more. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so this year you're headed back to a familiar setting. Uh, once again, you'll suit up for the San Francisco giants. However, this time, There'll be no Bruce Bochy, no Madison Bumgarner, and no fans manning the seats. 
What are your thoughts heading into an unprecedented 2020 baseball season? You know, um, once again, it's like these are factors that are outside of you. And, and obviously, I loved uh, my time with Boach, and I really loved my time with Baum, and I really loved uh, – I love having the fans, and they bring in energy. Um, but I can control my inner, inner state, and, like, I love the game of baseball. I love the competition. I love facing the best in the world. And honestly, a lot of times, like, the things outside of you – they can inspire you and they can lift you up or they can get you down, whether you're on the road with fans or whatever, yelling at you or, or, you know, who knows vice versa, which way, maybe sometimes fans cheering for you, make you worse or, or fans getting on, you make you better. You don't, you got to know yourself kind of what that motivation is. But for me, um, mastering the craft, playing the game that I love to play, mastering being a great teammate, a great family member, a great community member. Um, those are the things that I love about baseball working together. And so uh, I, I do know that there's still going to be fans in, you know, watching on their TVs. They're going to be with us, whether they're at the stadium or not. But I play the game purely because I love it. And, um, you know, we're, we'll welcome the fans back for sure. But I'm going to enjoy just getting to do what I love to do and compete at the yeah. highest level. I think that that's a really cool point you make, whether it's, you know, the NBA getting their restart, the NHL, um, Major League Baseball, you know, the NFL in the fall. It's going to be different without fans in the stands, but if a player can just lose themselves in the sport, in the game, then, and everybody's different, not everybody's Hunter Pence, but if that's the case, then the product on the field should be essentially the same, right? Well, um, I would say if they could, but I, I do think that um, there's emotions tied to the different yeah. things that are outside of you. So it's going to be kind of, I look at it almost as it can be an advantage to the people that can stay inspired, stay enthusiastic. And, yeah. um, you know, so that this is like somewhat of a mental can be a mental edge to and, and a mental detriment, uh, depending on how you perceive it and how you, how you use it to leverage you forward. And, you know, some people may get nervous with a bunch of fans, so it could really, you know, make it easier on someone that that makes them nervous or, you know, yeah. so who knows, like everyone I think is going to respond a little bit differently. This is where, you know, I, I like the debate cause I just love to talk baseball is like, is a big situation different and a bat in a big situation different from an at bat where the game's out of hand and there's a different, different emotional state. And like, same as if you're in a pressure situation, like a playoff game versus a regular season game that, you know, you've already made the playoffs or not made the playoffs. Like, there's different emotional states and these things bring out different um, aspects of each person. And all of these things teach you great things about yourself, which is really cool. Yeah. Oh, that's a great point. You think about a player uh, who might suffer from anxiety, they might have a career year in 2020 without the fans. Right. I mean, it's yeah, you, you so never, you never know yeah. who's going to respond differently and, and how, so it could help some players could hurt some players. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, it's still the best in the world. And, uh, in this game, uh, one thing I have known for sure is it is a game of what have you done for me lately? And, uh, you have to get the job done now and it won't be much yep. different. I'm sure even this year with, without the fans in the stands. Right. So Hunter throughout the COVID-19 pandemic and quarantine, you posted a number of social media posts in which you are training with a max BP reaction training pitching machine. How did you come across max BP and how long have you implemented max BP into your training? 
So max BP is one of my favorite hitting tools and, uh, it's, it really is a lot of fun for sure, but I came across it actually last year with the Rangers. They're the ones who, who showed it to me. Um, they were doing it for, we had this really fun drill for eye training and I made all sorts of games out of it. Um, cause they have the different colored wiffle balls and it's about, you know, just training your eye to recognize colors, catch them in left hand, right hand. And then obviously we got a nice bat to, to practice hitting off of it as well. But for me, um, you know, it really helped a lot, especially because I started last year pinch hitting, only playing against left-handed pitching. And, you know, as a pinch hitter role and not playing every day, it's tough to keep your rhythm with the speed of a major league game. And one of the things that I really loved about Max BP is, is it's shooting balls at such a pace that you have to do everything right um, it has kind of that speed and movement that your nervous system and your swing has to be short and compact and correct to make consistent contact. So it helped me keep my body in position and also my eyes and my nervous system ready for major league pitching when I'm pinch hitting. I know it's going to be late in the game. It's going to be off one of the deep relievers and most likely it, it's got to be a game that we can, you know, we're, we're in it. So it's a big situation. And uh, I definitely feel like it helped me stay on big league timing and I've really enjoyed having one this whole, you know, because it's tough to train when you are, you know, self quarantined and only able to stay at home. And just having that tool has been really, really beneficial for me. Awesome. Now you said uh, last year with the Rangers is when you started utilizing Max BP. That was obviously a huge year for you. Um, at what point in your baseball life did you discover vision training? And what impact do you feel that vision plays? and having success as a hitter? You know, I've been, I've been playing with vision training all through my major league career. Uh, I used to see, uh, you know, Dr. Dr. G in Houston. I would go to his office and we'd do all sorts of little games. Um, they've had tennis ball machines with the Astros and with the Giants that shoot them like 120 miles an hour with the different numbers. Um, so I've been doing, I've had all sorts of bead techniques, the different cards that, uh, Oh man, I got, I got, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the name of this guys and their cards. Cause I do love their cards. Um, they always come and see us with the giants. Um, but I've, I've, I've worked on eye training ever since I read Edgar Martinez's magazine article about all of his eye training and thinking of the eyes as a muscle. And, uh, yeah, there's this phenomenal team that does it with the giants every year. And I'm just drawing a blank on their name. I apologize. <laughs> I know. And I see them every year and I love them so much. But um, I, I think that it helps. And, and honestly, the Max BP has been one of my favorites, one of the easiest that makes the most sense. And not everyone, you know, it's not for everyone, but um, I do think that they're for the people, you know, there's a lot of people that do use it. And I know for me, it, it just not being afraid to swing and miss for a while and doing it every day, you realize that the ball seems like it's going so fast the first day. And after about three days of doing it, you think that it's slowed down, but it's actually just your, your nervous system is slowly catching up. Nice. And Hunter, were you talking about uh, Ryan Harrison when you're talking about vision training? No, I don't believe that's him. Slow the game no. down is kind of their thing. They're out of San Diego, yeah, I believe. Yeah, uh, Bill Harrison, Ryan Harrison, slow the game down. Oh, that. Yeah. Is that what it is? Maybe that is their name. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, right. the cool thing the cool thing about this is this can all be edited. So you know if, okay. if uh, we want to edit that question or whatever, then no worries whatsoever. 
It's all good. Yeah. But I, well, think that, I have, was, I struggle with names in general, but I know their faces when I see them. So well, that, that's one of my biggest fears is I meet somebody and I'm introduced to them, but I, I'm focused on so many other things that I never remember the name. So, you know, saying their name for the first time, that's like uh, a phobia of mine, if you will. Yeah, so. me too. <laughs> me too. And I've messed that up a lot. And I know the person and I just like, I, yeah, but you know what? I've come to terms that that's, um, that's part of, you know, me and I do the best I can and I love them yeah. what, regardless of their name. I love who they are yeah. and the experiences that we've had, but yeah, I, I hope yeah. I don't offend too many people and I'm sure I have. <laughs> no, Hey, no. Hey, the cool thing is, and, and by, by the way, this is all like not part of the interview, but you're a genuine person and I can only imagine you know, the people that you come across on a daily basis and you do your best, unlike a lot of celebrities who probably don't give a rip, that, you know, be nice and remember their names and be respectful. So I could only imagine how hard that would be. Oh, man. More power to yeah. you if you're actually trying. More power to you. Well, the, yeah, the, I mean, the ultimate goal is to, to be nice and to enjoy, you know, the time, the, you know, the content of my character. And I just want to be, try to try to be loving as best I can and respectful. Right. Well, I think, you know, as somebody who appreciated you as a, as an Astro and then a Philly, I remember I was real, I was kind of mad at you one time you hit that bomb off Bumgarner as a Philly, but, uh, you, you made up for it in my, in my eyes. <laughs> That's funny. You, you yeah. still remember that. That was just a regular season game. You had anger oh, yeah. and hostility over that. <laughs> well, not, not really, but I was bummed, you know, I love, I love my giants, man. There's just, you know, awesome. you know how it is. You grow up with your, with your brothers. I have two older brothers and uh, a mom. My dad passed away when I was 14, but there's so many memories involved with your family. And it's, yeah. you know, that, that's the cool thing about it. Like when I know you weren't on that team, but in 2010, when the giants won it, I was one of those fans that definitely got choked up and thought about, man, I wish my dad were still around and stuff like that. You know, it's just, uh, it's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Sports are awesome, as we know. Okay, so hey, we just got, and I know we're going a little long here. Can we just finish up, Hunter? A few more minutes? Is, are we good? Yeah, right. Let's wrap it up. That'll be great. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So um, let's see here. We did vision training. Okay, you, you you talked about the vision training drills. That's great. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna do this last part. This is gonna be more of just like a rapid fire, short answer type of a deal, okay? And th this part should uh -huh. be pretty fun. Okay, if you could be any other ball player for one day, past or present, who would it be? Babe Ruth. If you weren't a professional baseball player, what career path would have you taken? No idea. <laughs> I like that answer. Favorite baseball team growing up? Um, I didn't really have one, but uh, I would have to say, um, obviously, any team Texas, because I grew up Texan, so I was Rangers, Astros, and then also, randomly, really liked the Indians. Nice. Was that because of the movie Major League? Uh, I think it's just because they were in the playoffs a lot, and I loved, like, you know, Jim Tomey, Kenny Lofton mm -hmm. was one of my favorites. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just enjoyed, yeah, I just enjoyed some of those young Indian teams, you know, even with Manny Ramirez and stuff. Um, yeah. I like their uniform yeah. colors. 
Yeah, no, that that was a great team. Albert Bell, Matt Williams for a few years yep. there. That was they were. Yeah. Boy, that was an offensive juggernaut. Uh, I mean, I okay, always loved playing with the with the Giants on RBI baseball. Even though I shouldn't be bringing that up, MLB the Show is the greatest game. But back in the day, before MLB yeah, the Show was out, and it was just on Nintendo. Yeah. RBI baseball. So that would have been like uh, Kevin Mitchell, Will Clark, Robbie yeah, Thompson. Yeah, Will Clark was so yeah. good. I forget who the oh, pitcher boy. was. They had good pitching too, but I love the Giants in that one. They had your boy Kruko. He was on that staff in RBI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Was. RBI baseball. Okay, athlete outside of baseball that you admire. What's that? Athlete outside of baseball that I admire? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When I was younger or now? Either or. Who stands up? Um, you know, right now, LeBron James, I admire him a lot. When I was yeah. younger, I was a big Barry Sanders fan. Oh, boy. Great one. Uh, your favorite walk-up song? Um, for me or, or ever? Um, let's say for you, in, in all your seasons, which one was your favorite? I don't know. It's always, it's, it's such a moment to moment thing, but, um, you know, yeah, it's tough for me to choose. I don't know if I've ever really loved any of my walk-up songs. The best ones that I were probably when I was younger, when I was into rock renegades of funk by rage against the machine. Yeah. Your favorite teammate or most influential teammate throughout your career. Man, I can't pick a favorite teammate. Uh, I've loved them all, and and all of them have yeah. influenced me in different ways. So I I don't have a favorite. They they're all my favorite. Right. Okay. Th- this might be equally tough. Toughest pitcher that you've ever faced. You know, I get asked this a lot, and I'm gonna have to say the two toughest was probably Lincecum and his heyday, um, his two Cy Young years, and even maybe the year before that. He was just uh, absolutely stuff I'd, I've never seen. Uh, tremendous. Um, the other one was probably there was like a year and a half of Jake Arietta where he was throwing yeah. 97 and he had like a .7 ERA or something, but um, yep. he was throwing some circus stuff up there. He was really good for a minute. Okay, Hunter, last question, and I'm sure this is something you've thought about or been asked before, but you know, you're entering your 14th season as a major league ball player. You've been to four all-star games. You've captured two World Series rings with the Giants. And you're approaching 250 career home runs and 1,000 RBI. When you look back at your career, is there a memory or a moment that stands out as particularly special? Oh, man, uh, there's a lot of them. You know, um, actually, just as you, as you brought that up, uh, one that just hit me that might have been one of my best was Connor Gillespie's home run. Um uh, in the wild card oh, game of 2016 and that celebration, just because me and him spent so much time together, and, um, you know, and to have him be the, the, the clutch hero was, uh, was really cool. Uh, my other two moments I've said many times was 2012 when Bogle song was, was coming off the field and the fans were chanting Vogie late in the game. And it was game six and we were way ahead and the sun was coming down and they were shaking the fence down. Uh, and just the momentum of that going to, uh, going to a game, forcing a game seven was a really, really uh, exciting moment. And then obviously the, the Ishikawa and the Morse home runs and, and game five to seal 2014 going to the World Series. Yeah. Yeah, those are great memories. By the way, uh, 
Gillespie's home run was on my birthday, so I will never forget that one. That was a great. Oh my birthday. gosh! Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I was I was like praying, like I was like I was in super weird mode, and I remember probably Bum and and Buster were looking at me, making fun of me, but I was trying to with all my soul, every fiber, to <laughs> to be with whoever was hitting, and uh, I was so happy when he when he hit that ball. Man, he was clutch that yeah. year. It was it was it was sad that it was the Cubs year that year. Um, you know, that comeback they made on us was, was something special in the ninth, but, uh, you know, Connor was, uh, on fire. Yeah, he was. Yeah. That Cubs series as well. I remember he had, um, a triple, I think, wasn't it? And in, in game three, that was huge. And that was an epic win. Uh, yeah, the game four, the, yep. The wheels fell five off RBIs. Golly. Yeah, that was that was a good postseason for Connor Gillespie. Okay, hey Hunter. So there was a while a few years ago, there were some opposing fans who directed some signs at you. Any chance we're gonna have, you know, in the in the stands this year, we're gonna have the fans, the cutout of the fans. Are we gonna get some of those signs that say like? Uh, Hunter Pence hates bacon or he can't parallel park or anything like that. Can we get some signs like that? I mean, I can ask him, but uh, I feel like it's, <laughs> it's not the same if I'm putting the signs out there, these, you know, fans brought the signs to me uh, that yeah. just kind of happened organically. So um, who knows? Maybe they'll put some out there. We need something. We need something. We need something just to get that vibe going, but Hey, we're all pulling for you. We, we sure appreciate the time here at max VP. Um, so happy that you enjoy the product and that you've had some success using it and uh, have an amazing 2020 season. Hey, thank you, Ross. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Okay. Thank you, sir.